Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, this is LaVon Breland, founder of Urban Glory Campaigns, host of the Urban Glory Radio Show, and you are on with me tonight in our leadership night. We are going to be dealing on Wednesday nights on leadership, and I'm going to have various forms of commentaries uh, dedicated to leadership development and vision development. Okay, there are two different things. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to be begin a series of commentaries, a commentary called Built to Last, and it's, it's going to have about five parts in, it to, in its totality, but tonight we're going to begin with that. But listen, here's what I want you to do, and I'm, I'm putting it up as we speak. We have a page for Urban Glory Community, and um, what we're doing is really kind of uh, broadcasting and highlighting it tonight. And so what we want you to do is like the page. We have, um, uh, we're going to be putting all of the leadership commentary notes on here, and we want you to like the page, like the page. So when you hear this lesson in the various forms, go to the page, the community page, and like it. It is absolutely free. If you have a business, I want you to post. Once you like the page and subscribe, um, Um, hold on, I'm writing like the page and spread the word. If you have a business of any form, we want you to put your picture up there, contact information about your business after you join. Tell me the date that you joined us, and then, again, like the page. Do you all hear what I'm saying? Like the page. If you have not liked the page, like the page. Okay, this is this is what I want everybody to do. It's a Facebook page. It doesn't cost anything. We're building our audience up. We want you to be a part of it. Um, like the page. And tonight we're doing Built to Last, and um, this is going to be a, uh, um, a new set of teachings. You know, we have faith-based businesses. And faith-based businesses are, are, are now thriving, and we're going to create a spiritual, supernatural market. I just believe it. And so the Lord told me to start teaching in that vein, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I am going to pray. It's going to be a little different than my Bible study. I'm not going to go to the Scripture. I'm going to have some points, and we're going to have very concise points tonight, and we're going to get uh, the most out of this lesson. You know, it was enjoyable writing, but it's some things that are on the inside of us that we do. And for those of you who know my background, I'm, I've had a ministry called Urban Glory Campaigns since 1996. And so I know a little bit about lasting. This is my 34th year of preaching the gospel, and Urban Glory is 24 years old. And we are growing we're by leaps and bounds. So this is, this is nothing new for me. And I want to be able to share with you some things that the Lord has placed on my heart for, from a supernatural and a spiritual level, and you definitely want to be a part of this, and um, I definitely want you to, to be a part of it. We have uh, several things taking place, and um, one of the things is we're just really building our social media platform, y'all. We want as many people to, um, to join us. You don't have to have a reason to join the page. You don't have to be overly spiritual or anything like that. You just have to be able to connect. And this is a this is a great way to connect with us, okay? So this is going to be very good. I'm excited about it, all right? 
Uh, all right, all right. We're not going to delay. We got seven points tonight that we want you to take notes on. I'm going to uh, reiterate it by repeating it every point at least twice. But it's only seven points. So see if you can follow me on the seven points tonight. And every week, every Wednesday, I'm going to be on here teaching, giving a commentary. And for the next five, I'm going to be teaching on built to last on various subjects. Sometimes I'm going to use articles and uh, various things, but you don't want to miss tonight. All right? So when you, when you see it, I want you to take, um, uh, like the page, take the picture that we have on there, commentary by Bishop Breland, faith business coach. And we're going to... Um, we're going to um, spread the word, put it out there, amen, and then we're going to um, go on there. I say amen like I'm about to preach, and I probably sound like I'm going to preach, but I'm not preaching, <laughs> okay? So praise God. It is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I am excited about it. I am excited about it, excited. So spread the word, built to last. And like the page, Urban Glory Campaigns, it's our management services page. If you have a business, I want you to put your picture on there, put your business information on there, and post it on our community board. And then we will celebrate you. And then if you join us, we're going to give you an opportunity to join our commissioners um, uh, league. And if you are part of our commissioners league, we're going to show you, give you some great other opportunities uh, uh, to um, benefit from our platform. We have some very, very unique events that we're having, and this is our business unit. So we are about our father's business, all right? Well, I'm going to pray and just pray over the commentary. So this will be the only time that I pray in the next five weeks over the commentary, and then we'll begin our discussion tonight on our seven um, strategies that keeps your vision in the continuum of time. Seven strategies that keep your business in the continuum of time. All right, and so um, and I will reference two uh, two uh, key players of scriptures, and um, we'll go from there. We'll go from there. Okay, I'm going to pray and bless the series, and then we're going to go from there. You ready? Now, if you are a business leader, you know the value of taking notes, and I guarantee you, I will not waste your time. I will not waste a minute. So I, I definitely want you to get this information, and um, and um, follow me along. All right, Amen, Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to be able to dedicate uh, Urban Glory Management Services um, uh, community page to you. We dedicate it to you, and Father, we thank you that networks and associations and connections and collaborations for greatness will be created this very night and ahead as we uh, release our, our platform and open up our platform uh, for mutual benefit, Father. We say, Holy Spirit, connect us with one another. Let us know um, what's going on in the world and show forth the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that's within us with one another, that we will connect and make impact on the earth as a faith-based business. Father, we thank you, Lord, that those who have the intelligence and the, and the, and the uh, ambition to create such a task, to, to, to have faith in the forefront of their, of their organizations, 
I pray a special blessing on them, Father, and I thank you that as a result of what is communicated in the commentaries and the commentaries to come and the things that will be revealed, Father, you be glorified. And so we thank you for it. We relinquish all of our rights, our intelligence and our insight and our impact all to the authority of the Holy Spirit. And we give him free course and avenue to do what only he can do, anoint people to achieve what we have communicated and have consecrated in our lives and in this platform. And for that alone, we give you praise, honor, and glory for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. When God calls you, he qualifies you. And it's amazing of what he calls us to do. He calls us to do anything and everything uh, that he places on his heart as an agenda for the ages. And so we as people of God and people of faith must learn how to be comfortable in our own skin, that we are not all preachers, that we are not all teachers, that we are not all uh, crafted for Sunday worship and, and uh, Sunday school and, and to wear robes and to put on clergy collars. Some of us have a special bent in communicating uh, strategies for capital gain and advancement. And we got to talk about it. We got to collaborate for greatness. And so what I want to talk about in the next few weeks is a commentary on being built to last. Seven strategies for vision, for your vision to last the continuum of time. It's one thing to build things. It's another thing to make it last, to last. And one of the things that we know by statistics that a lot of times when we deal with faith-based organizations and churches and ministries, most of them can't last five years. Because it, the the ambition behind the uh, behind the architect of creativity is based on one person. It's not a mutual benefiting platform. It's just someone wanting to achieve a certain status, ranking, or or popularity, and that short sides them. Well, tonight I want to give you some strategies that will really set you apart in the body of Christ. And not only in the body of Christ, but in the world at large, the world is at our access. It is at our fingertips, and we can rule the world. I will never forget uh, uh, at Hope Christian Church in Beltsville, Maryland, they used to have an acronym uh, uh, called Go Relevantly Seizing Opportunity Grow, which was Go Relevantly Seizing Opportunities with the Word. In other words, go into ye all the world and make disciples. In other words, engage culture. Think big. Find out how you can use your faith to transform your world into your dream. And that's what it's all about. Don't just be a person of faith that reserves your, uh, reserves your convictions to just communicating about God. But let God be visible in every facet of your life. And so you got to have some creativity and courageousness to stand on your own uh, own uh, ambitions and um, ideals and, and start a faith-based business. 
not only just the business. Anybody can start a business. Just have something to sell and 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 a, a product to sell and 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 generate income. Anybody can do that. But are you building something to last? And one of the treasures that we found in in the community of faith is faith. Faith, it becomes the catalyst of change through Christ Jesus to change the world that we see. But not only change the the world through a conviction of heart, but also in a culture that demands that, that same conviction of heart to be translated in every area of our life. That Jesus is not just Lord over our convictions about faith, but he is Lord and ruler and controller and sustainer over every area of our life, over our bills, over our bank, over our, uh, our brilliant, the brilliancy of our mind, over uh, our um, behavior when it comes to engaging in relationships and rituals and relaxation. Every area of our life, God has space and a place. And so it is in business that God, as a Christian, demands of us that he has space and a place to perform. So you can't cheat, you can't steal, you can't lie and use ethics that don't exemplify the nature and the characteristics of God through faith. We understand that through faith the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were made by, were made by things which do not appear. In other words, we, we understand this good report that we have is that we set to please God in what we do. It becomes our hope. It becomes substance of things we hope for and evidence of things of, that we cannot see. It's faith. It's our faith that pleases God, and it, and it is our acting on what we believe in and acting out in our everyday walk, in our practical application, in our profession of faith, in our partnerships, in our um, in our pitfalls and in our rises, everything is under the guidance and the guide of the Holy Spirit of God that helps us make decisions, that helps us uh, cast vision, and helps us achieve faith-based business culture. All right, and so, you know, just like the brilliance of establishing a business requires a vision, faith-based businesses always start with vision. I think of Noah and the ark. And why do I say that? Because Noah was not building a church. Noah was not trying to be Jesus. Noah was not even trying to be noted as a person of faith. But God gave him instructions to build a boat for something that had never occurred before. It was going to rain. The earth had not experienced rain, and the earth had not experienced floods to the magnitude that it would. And the only thing that prepared Noah for that was his ability to connect to faith and to act on what he saw and perceived in his heart as instructions from God. And when you go to start something, you're going to need that same uh, ingenious touch, that same creative creative niche that will help connect you to uh, 
to the voice of God. The voice of God is what's going to make the difference. You're going to have to find that space and that place where his still small voice guides you to an objective and a course of action that achieves what he has placed in the inside of your heart as a guide for life. What is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to be great at? You have to be able to see something bigger than you that will far outlast you. I'm sure he had no idea about the flood. I'm sure the the vision and the beauty, and of course, you know, there's even a uh, there are places throughout the United States now that have taken on the assignment to rebuild it uh, uh, in today's time, so that people can get a real depiction of the of the of, of the clarity of his vision to build that boat, and how it becomes the prototype of all boats, and his willingness to step out on what he see and get instructions from God based on something that he had never seen before, would be the prototype of any boat and other and even even other creations as a result of him being able to see. So we need to find the strategies that keeps our vision in the continuum of time because you know what? We can still reflect on Noah today. We can still as a matter of fact people have taken the uh the uh depictions of what has been passed down from generation to generation in the Bible and have taken that same instructions and have rebuilt the ark to a beautiful uh, um, um, display for the world to see that, one, it was a real, a real thing, and that, that his mind was able to conceive something so brilliant that would set forth a pattern of things to come. And you've seen yachts and boats and all types of um things come as a result of one person's willingness to go above and beyond the norm. And my prayer today is that you will find the courage to see what no one else sees, that you will find the courage to do what no one else does because you know God and you have a guide for life that governs you that still small voice that says you can do it if you believe, if you believe. So my first point is become a brilliant vision communicator. Leads me to my second biblical illustration. I I can take you through in depth the life of the originator of a person who operated in the principles of faith. We call him Abraham. Father Abraham has many sons, and many sons have Father Abraham. And I am one of them, and so are you. Let's just praise the Lord. You remember that old song, little childhood song that they used to, to embed into us, that one man believed God. He was accustomed to cultural rituals to be a moon worshiper. He was a Chaldean. He was not an Israelite. Israel came from him. He was of another culture. He was of another context. But God enlightened his eyes by giving him a command to go to the place that I would show you. And from Genesis 
12 to Genesis 18 and beyond, we see the, the genesis of faith or the origin of faith come and enlighten the world. That one man's willingness to step out on what he heard from God would create a generation that would be uncountable, that would be a generation or a catalyst of change where people could, could become a people based on the premise of faith. And Abraham's, um, all, although there were many opportunities, Abraham um, was of, of, a, of a modern or a very sufficient age when God had called him. He had already been in his 70s. And by the time, you know, he was, uh, uh, his, uh, his brother had died and left him a son. Uh, uh, he was left with his son or his nephew, his nephew Lot, and his nephew Lot traveled with them. But the, the Lot's, um, Lot's um, servants and his servants had a clash, and so they separated. And then Lot went into Egypt, and Egypt was hard on him because they did not accept him. He was different. He had been with Abraham, and Abraham had given him a quality of life from the obedience of seeing a picture from God versus seeing a picture from what was considered at that time prominence and success and piousness in Egypt. And so what what Abraham's servants do, when they get wind that it, um, Lot had been captured and, and their, um, his servants and their wives had been uh, hostily taken over. They, despite their offenses, prejudices, come together with Abraham and fight and get not only Lot back, but all of the provisions that come with rescuing Lot. And they all prosper. Not only Lot, his servants, Abraham and his servants prosper even the more, and they grow and they multiply. And still, Abraham has no child, but God tells him, you are Abraham, and from you, you're going to be the father of many nations. And so he leaves Lot again. Lot goes and prospers in another land, and you know the land of his launching pad to, to uh, enter into a greater voyage is the same place where eventually the nation of Israel would be conceived and developed and thrive, which was Canaan. And so God had already placed him in that area of influence where his ability to create a culture of faith would then become, a, go from a country to a nation, from a nation to a people that cannot be counted. And now everyone who accepts Jesus by faith is, is, is considered blessed or under the same covenant of provisions of Abraham because he chose to be a great communicator about the vision. He changed his name. He communicated all the time. Did he make mistakes? Yes. He had he had Hagar, uh, suggestions to sleep um, uh, with his wife's handmaiden, and then marries her, and then has a child with her, and then and and then some years later, uh, once he's a hundred and Sarah's ninety, he has Isaac, and even. Even in the midst of the planning, God wanted him to build a nation through Isaac, but God had already built a nation through Ishmael. Ishmael would be what we would consider modern Iran, 
I ran today. And do you not know that even at that point, the growth rate through Hagar, and Hagar was not a harlot. Hagar was not a concubine. Hagar had, once she had laid with Abraham, had become Abraham's wife. And God creates covenant with her and her son, and they are blessed forever in addition to um, uh, Sarah and her son being blessed. And although they never reunite authentically, both of them fulfill, Ishmael and Isaac fulfill the prophecy that from you and from your seed shall nations of all the earth are blessed. And so there is no limit to, to a man or a woman who has contact with God and has the courageousness to, to, to establish a course of faith to govern them. And why not business? Why not the platform of business where you create products, services, and goods for the benefits of humanity so you can sell and trade and negotiate and collaborate and, and create catalysts of change throughout the continuum of time? How will you do that? You have to become a brilliant vision communicator. You got to have the courage to say, God told me something. God gave me a plan. And in that plan is a provision. In that plan is a process. In that plan is a product. In that pro- plan is is um, potential. In that plan is power to change and to enhance the culture as we know it. Know it. And I will never discredit my faith and, and that has been my focus and my guide and my means to function and my means to frame and my framework. My faith will become whatever it needs to be to achieve what God has placed in my heart because my faith works when I work my faith because faith without works is dead. I have faith to prosper. I have faith to believe. I have faith to do business. And because faith is so sure that I can rest my soul in eternity, whether I'm in my body or out of my body, I can take that same conviction of heart and apply it to my courses of action when I am in business with you and when I'm in business with you and when I'm in business with you. And you know how that is going to occur and become reality? I must engage and being a communicator, embodying my convictions and vocalizing my vision confidently. So that's my number one, become a brilliant vision communicator. Number two, be creative enough to connect with others who bring something different to the vision than you. Now, one of the things that I've learned in this course of life you're going to have to connect with people who are not like you, who don't see like you see. And you have to be comfortable with being in a culture and a context with others who don't bring the same thing to the table as you, but they come to your table because you have become a brilliant vision communicator. So this is what I always tell people. Be creative about who you bring to the table. Find out sometimes it's people that you don't like, but they have something that you need to make your business or to make your idea go from the content of your heart to the course of actions of your everyday until it becomes a, a catalyst of change that creates success. 
And if you're not open-minded to see values and virtues and vision potential or vision catalyst in other people, you're going to be short-sighted in seeing or, or, or creating uh, the realities of, of God's plans in your life. And God does not place plans in your heart for you to just keep them there and not see them come to pass. But you have to have the courageousness to be be creative enough to connect with others who bring something different to the table of your vision or to the vision table. And the vision table will never be the vision table until you write the vision and make it plain, until you make priorities the, the things which God has provoked you to achieve in your heart as a life walk, as a life focus. you got to be able to look deep within and say, I am worth I am worth seeing those things in my heart come to pass in what I live, where I live, what I do, how I behave, how I believe, how I function, how I connect. In every area of my life, am I able to connect with others that help bring something out on my vision board that I cannot get on my own? Do I have enough integrity? Do I have enough humility? Do I have enough clarity? Do I have enough um, uh, uh, likability, associations and networks and and motivations to see something meaningful in somebody else to say, hey, I'm here, I got a vision, I got a plan, can you help me? Can you tell me how you did what you did? I like this part. How can you help me and I help you? I'll be here for you if you're here for me. Can we create a partnership? Can we create a covenant bond? Or can we communicate and collaborate for greatness? And you have to do this creatively. It might be joining a gym. It might be joining a church. It might be joining an association. It might be just walking in your neighborhood and looking for somebody new, saying, hey, I don't got nothing to do. Let me find somebody else. Let me every week you find somebody new. You got to associate and tell them, ask them, what do you believe? What do you think about this? And let's see where this conversation leads. Is this person um, just good to have in my life to motivate me to be a better person? Or is this person one of my life partners that will help me create greatness by by connecting not only economically but maybe by means of of just creating strategies or having something. I like their style. I like what they wear. Where did you get that from? Where do you shop at? Maybe we can go shopping together. Let me see how you shop. Open up your mouth. Be creative. Don't let anything stifle you from connecting with other people. Prosperity lies in your connection with people because people possess the potential and the power to achieve greatness within. And the more you are able to connect with people authentically, not someone who is shallow and that's just using people just to get ahead, but someone who has a a, a heart that can be connected and be collaborative, someone that can connect and keep a balance on things. Everybody is not in your life to do business with, but some people are in your life just to enhance your behavior and your perspective on how you should behave. Always say they either teach you learning what to do or what not to do. And both are important. And value what they bring to the table, but let them come to the table. 
Let them know that you're after something big, that you have some absolutes in your soul that God has affirmed and given you that you cannot always articulate. But in the association and the connection and and the activities that now see if your activities and your associations and your um and your day to day activities don't align to what God has placed in your heart for you to achieve, then you're working against your own table. And God prepares the table for you. He prepares the table when he provides the plan. But you have to be brave enough to stand and you got to be uh, become brilliant in your communication. And you got to be creative enough to connect with others who bring something different so you know if it's for your table or if it's not. Get my point? I'm talking about being built to last, being able to connect for, for greatness. The third thing I want to give you is be bold about your progressive work culture. Always prove your e-game. What's your e-game? Excellent. Excellent. Daniel had an excellent spirit within him and everything that he did. Now, of course, you know, there's just some things naturally he did to be to be considered excellent. He, he, he ate different. He approached his health differently. He entertained uh, people differently. He became diversified in cultures, meaning he could work with someone who wasn't even under the same belief systems. So, so you got to always be bold uh, about your progressive work culture. Or do you have a progressive work culture or are you a procrastinator? Is your word your bond? Can you keep your word? Can you, can you make things happen? Can you do what you say you're going to do? This, these, are, these are simple things that you've got to always ask yourself when you're be, being, brilliant, being a brilliant com- communicator and being creative enough because no one is going to stay at a table that is unproductive. You've got to always be striving to achieve something. And the only way you're going to have to do is engage in the characteristics that make you a person of excellence. Excellence in what you exhibit, excellence in an example, excellence in your esteem, excellence in your um, entire outlook on how you express your character. Excellence. God's name, when we come to, when we talk about it in Scripture, uh, it's often used with naming things. When you name something in the Bible, it is supposed to identify the covenant. The name is supposed to symbolize the 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 objective at hand. Abraham meant father of many nations. Abram means father. Ham means of many nations. Sarah, Sarai to Sarah meant mother of earth, then to mother of many nations. You get what I'm saying? So what, whatever you name is supposed to embody the objective at hand. So when you go to create a culture to establish your faith-based business, you got to make certain that faith is always presented in a manner of excellence. So that when people see that you're doing your business and that you're doing something on behalf of God as a conviction of heart, it never comes short in your progression. It never comes short in your productivity. It never comes short in your performance. When you go to do something, you do something above and beyond because you bear the name of God. You bear the name of Christ. And if you bear his name with the convictions that when people say 
you are a faith-based organization that when they they can they can rest their integrity and their concerns based on your name. When they hear your name, what do they think of first? Do they think that you're good at what you do or you're bad at what you do? What type of culture have you created by your reputation? If it's not excellence, it's not connected to God. The Bible says he is, it's for his name's sake that he establishes his covenant with anyone who would call upon him to believe. And it's going to be your name's sake and the value of what you place in your name that's going to, that's going to uh, create a boldness about what work culture you really do. Is your e-game sharp? Which means you've got to constantly evaluate how you produce things how you connect with people, how you communicate your vision. This is being built to last because sometimes in the process of creating a culture, we lose the momentum because the excellence factor is not reflected in every process, every performance, in every, in every partnership, in everything that vividly displays the name which should symbolize the reason why God gave it to you in the first place. And a lot of times, the reason why a lot of businesses don't succeed, especially in the secular world, is because they never have the intent to place a, a, a excellence factor in their process. And so it was just lies to drive productivity, whether good or bad, because there was no conviction of faith as a guide to, to govern their culture. So they could, they could cheat someone and not think about it. They could rob people. They could rob their employees and not make certain that they're healthy and not make certain that they're properly getting rested, properly nutritious. See, the excellence games considers everything, not only how you come to, uh, come to receive the outlook of success in business, but is the, in, in the, is the um is the infrastructure and the inward structure uh, in, in your organizations just as, as strong. You know, we're, we're coming in an era where emotional intelligence, mental health, and balance are, are, and legacy development all play key proponents in our, in our engagement into uh, the corporate world and into, in, into wealth. But you will never really thrive in the wealth which God guarantees in his type of vision that he gives to the hearts of men if you don't if you don't exhibit the same attributes of excellence which he uh, he's, uh, communicates as standard for the here and now and for the continuum of time. And part of the problem with this generation is we have a microwave approach to everything. We don't have things that are built last and building something the last season far beyond let's go on to the next point uh, which is build with your absence in mind be mindful of your mortality a lot of times um, people will tell you you know um, you know be the best so you can stay as long as you can you need to think about if you get a business or if you do something, how long are you going to be in it? And if it can run without you being in it. And if you don't build it in such a way to where you can walk away from it and it still profits you, then it was never built to last. 
And it's amazing how uh, I've seen many ministries fail. I've seen many ministries struggle because the visionary dies at some point in the midst of, of, of time, and they really have no plan to carry on and continue. But I always tell people, never build something without the end in mind. And if the end still has you as a proponent for it to end, then you should never begin. You should always do something that you can pass on to someone else. Because it should not be always just about you. And and and, and I always tell people, build with the with your absence in mind. Don't don't always think that you're going to be doing just because you started doesn't mean that you finish it. You know, when I, I, I have been teaching, and I, I tell people, I know my retiring date as far as when I'm going to stop the, 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 the intensity of the communication and go into another level of mentorship and then resolve of silence. And I know the importance of windows of, and spans of influences and spans of, of institutions and spans of, of impact that, that I can physically do with strength and, 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 and you got to understand, Moses had built a brilliant um, infrastructure with Jethro, his father-in-law. But Joshua was able to actualize the, the, what Moses had saw but never then entered. Moses would never finish it because he wasn't assigned to finish in addition, God had already raised somebody else up for him to see and to set in place so that if something were to happen to him, they could go on and still maintain freedom and liberty. So you want to always have a picture, and God's pictures are always bigger than your physical body because, one, you've only given a certain amount of time to do whatever he's called you to do. So when you build something, you build with your absence in mind, that you're not going to be doing this always, that this is going to be a certain amount of strategic steps that you should be able at some point to pass on, and hopefully you can pass it on before you pass physically so that you can see what all the work was all about. And while you're, business, while you're engaged in the process of business development and, 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 and working it, Seeing some forms of success, you will never see what God showed you while you're active in the assembling of what has been placed in it. It's only when you're able to step out of the situation, step away, and look and reflect and re- and and, and um, introspect on these on these various things that you have placed as principles of vision. And see, if you don't have a vision that has been properly communicated and you have not been creative enough to let other people bring something to the table that you don't, when it comes time for your your work culture to be bold, it won't be bold, and then you you won't have something that has been built without you in mind. So you keep working it and working it 
until you ruin yourself. And he doesn't want us to die in everything we've been asked to build. I know that's that's something that so many people miss out on really building or on experiencing it because they just really don't have something big enough in their mind to achieve. Y'all get my point? All right, let's go. Move on. Build with the with your absence of mind. Be mindful you're mortal. That's that's a very important point. Number five. Bring faith to the game and change. Create a legacy of opportunities for the next generation. Not just people in your age, because a lot of times our influence is about fifteen people, and those fifteen people, half of that, half of those fifteen, are very age. You want to have something to where your children's children can always pick it up or see. So I always tell people when you build a business. Let your ch- children know what you're, what you're doing. Let them see, and then at a certain point, once they gain certain maturity, let them participate. Whether they do it or not is one thing, but at least they've experienced it. And you want to have something where everything that you do creates a legacy or something that people can create a life pattern, plan, purpose, pursuit based on the, the vision that God originally gave you. And that's why you got to open up your eyes to see bigger. I told you, you know, he tried to Abraham tried to start legacy with with a lot. It influenced a lot of people. It helped them, but that wasn't the past. But it still blessed them. Then he established legacy with Isaac. I mean Ishmael, and it and it affected. But it didn't, it didn't finish. Do y'all get what I'm saying? So you want to bring faith to the game because faith is what pleases God, and it should be what provokes you to perform in the top and the best of your ability. And it should be something that should be seen in somebody else that can carry it on, a little younger than you, that likes things that doesn't necessarily know how to do life on their own yet. We're all in a company where we are assigned to assist somebody else in getting to a better place than we were. All right. Uh, uh, That was five. Six, beware of sabotages of creative, um, creative eliminators. What do I mean by that? There's some people that are just set to hate. Make sure you're not one that hates your own vision, but also make sure that you're always looking and, and reviewing because some people who start with you don't finish with you. And then some things that are done are really unhealthy. And you got to be able to process and adapt and move on. And people come in waves and cycles. And some of them are seasons. Some of them come for seasons, reasons, and some of them are not. They're just enemies. So you don't fear it. You don't fret it. But when it comes, you deal with it at the hand. If you, if you See that somebody is not working with you after a certain amount of time. Get the courage to say, this is not working no more. It's over. Or maybe you should do something now that God has opened up your eyes and see, and I can support you and we change up our approach. It doesn't always have to be negative. You get what I'm saying? But you got to be aware there are uh, sabotages and, elim- and eliminate those uh, the, the, and really, it's really an attack on creativity. 
weeks and time, and when you're in a business market, a general market, it progresses through time. So you got to you got to make certain that you're doing things that really um, keep the creative game at its best. Okay. And lastly, but not least, believe. Believe in the all things are possible to them that believe. You got to believe in the belief that all things are possible to them that believe. Why? Because that's what faith's all about. Faith is about God placing a picture in your heart and seeing it come to pass. He never said it was reserved just for the church, but for every area of your life, it is faith that pleases God. And if you have a business and an idea to attain wealth, prominence, power, prestige, persistence, contribute to some form of function that makes humanity better, then you need to believe that all things are possible because you simply believe. You believe, and not only do you believe, you act on that belief because God gave you a vision in your heart and you want to see it come to pass. All right. I thought that was a good lesson. Again, if you like the lesson, I'm going to give the seven points on our community page. Like the page. Spread the word. Let people know that we are on Wednesdays giving um, strategies on built to last. This is part one. I enjoyed it. Next week I'm going to have seven more points on something new, and you're going to be blessed. Leadership development is wonderful. Faith-based business coaching. It's a wonderful thing to do, and I just believe some of the things that were taught tonight will help you or communicate it tonight in this commentary. Have a wonderful night. God bless you, and I pray that you're blessed in all that you do. Amen. Amen.